0: I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. And Marjorie, today we are talking about a term that's been around for a while, but has gotten some new attention lately. It's called, are you ready for it? Do you want to do a drum roll? (laughs) Strategic incompetence. We know also what this is. sometimes known as weaponized incompetence. This went viral by a woman on TikTok who posted. She posted somewhere a photo of the grocery list that she made for her husband, which included basically like a map of the grocery store in order for him to navigate <laughs> the grocery store and properly. Uh, handle the task that she had assigned to him and so what happened was it goes viral it goes all over the place USA Today writes an article about this idea of strategic incompetence and saying that this woman's grocery list is essentially an example of that and that this is happening in households all across America particularly in heterosexual relationships. The Wall Street Journal wrote about this. There's tons of conversation about this, but it was just brought to the forefront again recently, and I thought this is something that we really have to be talking about. And basically, if you're not familiar with what it means, it's the idea of, and this is again in a traditional heterosexual relationship, where a man will essentially sort of pretend or tell himself and tell everyone else in the family that he's incapable of doing something so that the woman in the relationship takes over and just does Does it. When you're in a traditional
2: male-female relationship raising children, so we're going to speak to that because that's what we know, Mm -hmm. there's so much that has to get done within a day to keep a house running. My list of what needs to be done for the children, for the household, for the exterior of the household, for the maintenance of the household, for the maintenance of the children, my list was often very different than my husband's list. Right. Herein lies the problem (laughs) that if I try and impose my list on my husband, and I'm just speaking generally, not personally right now, most men are going to resist that list because it's not their list. And so this is where I think it gets really complicated and quite honestly, quite damaging within a relationship.
0: For sure. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Because the problem is it's just it's leading to two really not great things, which are frustration and resentment. Right. And that's then just happening day in and day out over and over again with all of these all of these tasks. And I think that's where it gets so troubling. And when, when you think about, you know, we've talked about the mental load of motherhood on this podcast plenty of times before and just how difficult that is to manage on a daily basis, like the constant spinning. When I see a computer spinning thinking right. to do something, that's how I feel. I look at that and I think that's like the inside of my brain. All the time. It's just like constantly spinning. And then if it's not spinning to handle one task, it's like, oh, I gotta follow up with that other task. Oh, this thing didn't get fully completed. Oh, I need to manage that. And it's and I feel like I'm never doing it well enough, ever. I well, I, I look around this house and all I see is a list of stuff that I should be handling and taking care of better. And it is really makes me wanna get out of the house. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's, well, there's so many levels to this conversation. With strategic incompetence, I mean, I think I'll give an example on myself instead of sort of being pejorative about my husband, who I have to say was a really great partner with me. I I think I've talked about it before that when I would complain about something, like, why aren't you doing this? And he's like, I'll work harder. So that I can pay somebody else to do it. And I was always like, that's not the point. It's <laughs> not the point. But to his right. point, he, he didn't have, he didn't have the brain space to do it. And he was working really hard, but so was I. And so that it, it's just, it's, it's such a complicated thing when both people are working because who has to take the second shift? And there is a second right. shift. There's a yeah. second shift of cooking. There's a second shift of dishes. There's a second shift of keeping a house clean. And if you're lucky enough in a, in a in a home where both of you are working that you're together making enough money that you can outsource some of that stuff, great. But I think the truth of the matter is there are lots of couples that aren't making that kind of money. They can hire a cleaning lady. That they can hire mm-hmm. a handyman to do all of the chores around the house or a lawn service. And so that's where the complication comes. So for myself, when I When I think of strategic incompetence, the clearest example I have in my own marriage is me. I don't like to cook. I never learned to cook. And I don't think cooking, basic cooking, is that hard. But I just wouldn't input it because I felt like my husband can cook. He's a pretty decent cook. (laughs) I'm not going to take that on because it's one more thing. And so I just was strategically incompetent always when it came to the kitchen. (laughs) because i just felt like why do i have to do that too yeah if if i and he he kind of he does enjoy cooking and i just put that on his plate for he can do the whole and and you know this because you like to cook so you're in the position where you're sort of the cook for the family which is what are we going to have for dinner do we have the right groceries And I, 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 we were never as efficient as we could have been on that. And when I look back, was it fair that I did that? I look back and I think, yeah, (laughs) because I did all the cleaning. I did all of the, the, I did all of the scheduling for the most part of the kids. And so, but, but what I'm trying to get to is you can even hear it in my voice of the stress of trying to have equality within our home in terms of the workload. Right, and I had a really amenable husband, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of women don't. I
0: know it's really hard and it's really stressful. Right, and I think that's where it starts to get frustrating is that it's a constant negotiation, yeah, and it's a negotiation that like that you have to always initiate. You know, it's just it's always that way. It's just that way in in almost all marriages that I know and almost all families is that the woman is the one who is starting that negotiation. I need more of this. I need more help. I need this taken off my plate. And that's where you fundamentally start to just get like, okay, I don't know. Like I've, I've never had Jay come to me and be like, I need this taken off my plate (laughs) ever. There's like, there's plenty of room on the plate. The plate's got space. Well, it's, it, but I have had him come to me and say like, what can I do? That's what good. would be most helpful? I, it's good, but at the same time, it's like, why am I, what, like, when did I become like CEO of this household and having to like make all the decisions, but I don't have any of the benefits of like the private jet and, yeah. um, you know, and the assistant. Like, I I don't know. I
2: think the sort of the metaphor that or the sort of the visual metaphor that you've already talked about is the most accurate one I've ever heard. And that was my frustration in all of the years of raising my own children. And I I love my children so much and I I wouldn't take any of it back. But when you talk about that spinning wheel, that was the hardest part for me Mm -hmm. is because I never felt like I got to focus on the. Actual things that bring me fulfillment outside of raising my own children. Right. Because there was just always that wheel was always spinning. It's always Mm -hmm. spinning. There Mm -hmm. was always something to sign up for. There was always something to look at. There was always homework. And that wheel spins for years. And so it's what I never could understand. And I, I actually should have asked my husband about this this morning. What wheel was spinning in his head? Because I don't want to just discount that he was like blithely going through life because he had a pretty no, tricky career. He it was, was probably,
0: I mean, I as, don't want to speak for him, but it was probably make more money, make more money, make m- more money, make more money.
2: Make, you know, but that was the wheel that was in my head as well. Yeah. You know, I didn't get to step off. You know, I, True. I managed a pretty tricky career all the way through, but that wheel of home care, that spinning wheel of home care and chores to do and tasks to do, does that uniquely live in a woman's head? I think that's my question. Well, what's going on in the man's head?
0: Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because when you talk about, um, this in style piece where they're talking to a content creator named Laura, who is on TikTok, who talks a lot about this strategic incompetence or weaponized incompetence, she, you know, she was the one who defined the phrase that you mentioned earlier. And she went on and said, all of these things, talking about doing a task so poorly that your spouse either has to do it for you or asking so many questions and then never learning how to really do it. She says all of these things take up the default domestic engineer's time and mental energy and keep those tasks on the domestic engineer's mind. It does not lighten the load to do a task poorly. And that's, I mean, that I think is where it's it's very true. It it makes it more difficult and you get into the okay so what is like are we born are women born better at laundry than men? Are women born better to able to organize a meal plan than men? are women born better able to fill out forms for school and ask a doctor to sign a medical authorization than men? (laughs) I would make the argument that no, we don't come out of the womb (laughs) just instinctively better at that. And I'm not even going to make the argument that Women and men don't come out of the womb instinctively different because I think they do. Oh, I, I don't, do I just don't think it's in those ways. You know, I don't think that I was just born like, Oh, I am going to be born. And because I'm a girl, I'm better at laundry. Do I think that I may have other strengths and weaknesses? I have weaker arms than most men. Okay. So that's, that's how right. I was born, but like not when it comes to being able to handle these types of tasks. And so that's where. Um, You know, the USA Today piece really got into that, that idea that we are then conditioned, socially conditioned to do things a certain way. When you see within your own family structure that like, oh, mom has to do that because dad can't do it. Right. Mom has to, you know, mom handles it. You know, dad, like you would never ask dad to pack your lunch because how would he even like know where anything is.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, there's this was a topic that Ian and I used to talk a lot about on the morning show when we did the radio show. We would get into this sort of the domestic idea of equality. And it would be interesting when women would call the the idea that there's frustration over this issue is kind of an understatement. There's right. so much seething anger, rage over, yeah, rage. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's there. No, because there is.
2: you're just like, what? but but what was what was interesting these it's funny these are the radio shows that stick out to me because when we had we would take calls, and I've referenced this one call before because I've never forgotten it and and the woman was talking about how messy their home was, and that she was always the one that was picking up mm-hmm. and her solution for picking up was everybody got a step, like they got their name put on the step, and their things that they left around the house got put on that step, yeah. Her husband had a name just like the children did.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I think why that always stuck with me is I think as women, and I'm probably as guilty as this, as any other woman, I happen to have a husband that communicates about everything. Mm -hmm. So if we have an issue, it gets talked about. Yeah. So this idea of... I think what women, the problem is, is that women sometimes when it comes to, okay, I want my husband to, and this is sort of a cliche example, load the dishwasher and then he'll do it, but he doesn't do it quite the way she would do it. So she goes back and does it again. And then he becomes strategically incompetent Mm -hmm. because who likes, you wouldn't do that to somebody at work. You know what I mean? You wouldn't go in if somebody did something a little bit half-assed, but passable. As a manager, I wouldn't. Most times you don't go in and fix that if it really doesn't matter. And I would argue that however he loads the dishwasher, it doesn't matter. Let it go. And I think as women, the best way – like I've thought a lot about how would I do things differently or how would I recommend to like young married couples? Like how to manage this if you're both working full-time or quite frankly, if you're full-time in the house, hello, you're working full-time. How do you manage that? And I think what you have to do is look at it like a project manager would in a workplace. What is the workflow of this house? Mm -hmm. All of it. And chart it. And then really talk about – I mean, this is where it's a pain in the ass. And then really talk about what's – but this is what I would do with a team at work. What's the expectation for that job? Let's just say forms because that's a part of any workflow. Oh, gosh. Forms. What's the expectation of the forms? Right. What is the job? The job is that they get turned in on time. It's not that they get stuffed in the backpack or they get put aside. They need if so if forms is in your workflow, the expectation is this is how it's gonna be done. But it has to be a mutual agreement. Like you can't be boss you can't be the
0: boss. I think that's when you step back. Yeah, well I like yes. I think this is good. The solution that we're getting to, I think, is good because this is kind of what I was thinking about. I do want to back up for a second because the problem, the one problem I have with this, and and I get like. What I will say is I think a lot of times women, then it gets put on the woman as like, well, you just need to ease up a little bit and not have such control issues. And I sort of, I want to call like a bluff on that a little bit because I'm just like, you know what though? I don't think that lowering my standards or lowering expectations is necessarily the way to handle it. Like, I mean, I'll just use this as an example as like, we have, so we have our nanny who, um, folds and puts away all of the laundry. Right. But the laundry still has to be done, right? So right. we still to have to put it in. And, and the way that her timing structure works out, that's just not feasible in her time because right. laundry takes time, you know, whatever. So I have it washed and done. I said to Jay, I was like, you haven't put in a load of laundry. Like, I don't even know when you've put in a load of laundry. And if you right. do, it's only your things. He's like, oh, I need these three shirts washed for my golf things yep. next week. Oh, so God. I'm going to wash them yep. and put them in and deal with it, yep. whatever. Yep. Oh, my God. So he's like, okay, I'm going to start washing I'm feeling washing a little it. rage. I'm feeling a little well, rage. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to wash. I'll I'll do the sheets. And so, great. Way to go. I go downstairs. And Marjorie, I kid you not, there were three sets of sheets oh shoved God. in our washer. Now I don't have a giant fancy dancy, like yeah. LG blinking laundry can machine that many of you have that can, that's like, yeah, put 10 king sheets in here and it's great. This is like not how things work in my household. I have like a real small standard washer and I was just like, what? I, I went, cause I heard it like clunking and I, and I went, down there and I was just like, what is going on? And I came upstairs and I'm like, you can't put three sets of sheets plus other stuff in this washing machine. Like nothing's getting clean. So I'm literally pulling, sopping wet sheets out, putting putting them, 100%, putting them in the laundry sink, like uh, strategically arranging them so water isn't falling all over the floor, which it was anyway. Oh my God, I'd be seething. And then I'm like trying to do it and I'm just going... I'm not a psycho with a control issue about but. like, is, did you put the forks in the right way in the dishwasher? Like, I don't right. think, uh, I am a, I am just saying, like, this is not how things can function. Like, I, I just, I don't get it. And so I think it gets sort of pushed back on women as like, well, if he just, if he doesn't fully scrape the dishes, then you just need to be okay with that. And I'm sort of like, I think it's a bigger problem than that. Like, but that's do, like doing things two different ways or like doing things in a different order or something like that is fine. It's, it's for me, it's the, like the incompetence part is literally like not being able to complete the job. Right. That, and that example, that's not even strategic incompetence. That was just incompetence. For sure. And but I it, love your husband, and, so I'm not. Oh, I do too. I mean, yes. and again, and this is the thing I but always want to go back to is like, I think you can very much, you know, and I look at this in our homes and I look at this in our in our communities and I look at this in our country, like... When you are criticizing something and wanting it to be better, that is not a sign of like you're not loyal to it. It is a sign of that it is the most important thing, and you love it so much, and you want it to be the best that it can be. Yeah, and that's kind of how I'm looking at this. And frank frankly, I I think in this situation, I just think so many women in this country are fully drowning. We are drowning. Yeah, and and you know we need like we need more than like this little like tiny circular lifeguard thing to try to like, Oh, here you've got your one arm up and you can get one breath. That should be enough for you to keep going. Like we need a full like GD cruise ship to come in and like make things actually functional and better. Well,
2: I think to that point, and as it's, it's interesting as you talk about it, Elizabeth, I actually am having like a visceral sense memory of my being overwhelmed. Yeah, because I mean, I, I literally can say been there, done that. But it's so funny how you put so much of it out of your mind. But I think, and that's why I was really thinking about this is like, what what communication would have helped the workflow in our house? And I honestly think so many times we get into situations and homekeeping and raising children in so many ways, we turn off. The skill sets that we have professionally Mm -hmm. in our own home. And I honestly think, like, when I look at, when I look at my producing skills, I think I was a pretty good producer. I'm, I'm really good with the details. I'm really good, I think, in the team building of it. I'm good with a lot of those things. And I look back and I think, you know, it goes back to sort of, I was actually just going through, um, a show bible that that my videographer and I created for one of the shows that we did that had workflow and tasks and all of this stuff. I was just looking at it yesterday, and it's like every house should have that. Mm-hmm. Every house should have a day where we're like, okay, family, we're all going to do, we're all going to talk about what it means to do laundry. Yeah, and everybody's going to be on the same page and it's going to be a discussion about how the laundry gets done mm-hmm. because my pet peeve in laundry is why are you washing my white linen things with dark jeans that's a problem for me <laughs> i know you're but, right but, but has has the family ever gone through laundry 101 why don't we start with that not in a patronizing way but if that's if that's a workflow lane laundry's a lane who's going to do it what's our standard for how it's going to get done And then be done with it. Yeah. We just make assumptions like that. There was an assumption that he, that everything could go in the washing machine. He didn't know.
0: And so at that point, yeah, yeah. I think though, then you have to, we really have to look at like how we're raising our sons too, because this is such a generational thing because you know, what's happening then is every, every time something like that goes on. It's just reinforcing the stereotype for the next, the next generation. Oh. I like your idea. I certainly, I kind of feel like the only place for me to start right now, and we've never done this, although I, I know Jay is like aware of all that I do because I right. tell, I tell him regularly, but right. I, um, but I do need to, I think I am going to just purge and write down a list of all the tasks Yep, of the things that I'm doing and then a lot of time, like time per day slash time per week that I'm putting towards that and then right. have him write his list so that we can really clearly get an idea of how it's, how, it's just completely lopsided. And it beca- How else are and then, you going yeah, to
2: find equality in the household?
0: I know you can't fix if, it unless you name it and you see it.
2: It's you, it's just, it's, it's the more I thought about it, it was just confounding to me that, that we don't do this in our, there are so many female professionals who are complaining about this. They wouldn't tolerate this in the workplace.
0: I know. I know. Isn't that interesting? So isn't that yeah. interesting, Marjorie, that you bring that up, that there's no way that we would tolerate this in the workplace. No. Nope. And there's no way that men would behave in the workplace with that incompetence that they do at home. Like that was the other piece of this that the USA Today article was talking about, which was um, like CEOs of companies or people who run like high level organizations, men in the workplace who then come home and can't figure out how to like do a schedule with their kids sports. Like, I I mean, give me a break, you know, or, and and that's where the strategic incompetence comes in, where it's, I am competent at these tasks. I can handle this type of work in places. I am just not going to be competent at it at home so that I don't have to do it.
2: Right. And the Wall Street Journal article that I, that, that I think it was in, It was uh, 2017, I think. And the article was about strategic incompetence in the workplace. And what they were talking about is everybody knows that there are people in the workplace who will claim that they don't know how to do something just so they never have to do it. Yeah. Um, Changing the toner in the copy machine. For sure. I don't know how like, to do it, so I don't do it. There's always one person in the workplace that ends up having to change the toner because everybody else goes, oh, I couldn't possibly. It's too hard. Yeah. Whereas if we yeah. all put our mind to it, we could. And so from there, the article went on to talk about how does this start? And they brought it back to the home. It starts with chores. It starts with people mm-hmm. being able to like back out of a chore. But I think, you know. It's, it's funny to me when I look at it that I sort of did this in my own home. I was the strategically incompetent one when it came to cooking, but in a way we had developed systems for what was fair within our home. I like to clean. So that became my thing. And so we did it more informally. Were I to do it again, if I had to, you know, go back 20 years, I would do, I would list, like you said, you're going to do every mm-hmm. single thing that keeps the house running. Yeah. And then talk about, instead of saying to your partner, and I would say to women, because this is where, this is where it gets ugly, is if you think that you're the boss. Men, most men won't respond well to that. And instead say, this is everything that we need to do to run our household. Can we find a way to make this more equitable? And to find a way that the jobs are done properly. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to do it, let's talk about how they need to be done. You know, my big thing would be forms is you can't divvy that job up and then have the person be strategically incompetent in that. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you do that so that it's done like a job and then talk about what the expectation is, both of you, but let your spouse verbalize what his expectation of that. When I do the dishes, I like to only put in 35 dishes and that's the way I'm always (laughs) going to do it. Okay. I can live with that. But I think we don't talk about it at home. We just rage about it. We don't talk about it because we're tired.
0: Yeah, we are.
2: We're tired. And so that just seems like one more thing. But if you could take a month to get all of that done and talked about and communicated, so and you're in the perfect time to do it because, you know, your kids are still young. You've still got, you know, 15 years left of child rearing. So you might as well do it now.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, getting that list and getting it figured out and, um, and starting to feel, because what happens is, I mean, even more so than it feeling like the woman's the boss. I mean, I I don't know about that. I think the more problematic is you start treating your husband like he's another one of the children. Oh, and that is not, there is like nothing more like bedroom killer Like it makes you not only, you certainly don't want to have sex with that person and you don't even like that person. And that's, that's like not a good spot. That's better said. And I think think this is, yeah, yeah, this is really, I, I, I honestly, I do believe that this kind of stuff leads to the breakdown of a lot of marriages because it becomes when that person, when your spouse becomes just another person that you have to take care of and they're not your child. And so it's not your, um you know, your sort of like instinct and your maternal instinct to take care of that person, there's a major resentment that starts to build up. Well, it's not sexy to either of you. No. I mean,
2: and I think from the female perspective, it just is filled with, like you said, with rage and, um, and, and, and I think from the male perspective, I think they just disconnect. Yeah. Uh, Because they, I mean, most men don't want to be treated like one of the children. It makes you not sexy because most men don't want to be married to their mothers,
0: oh boy, yeah, but it's I do, a big deal. you know, but I do think a lot of men benefit from women handling more I mean men benefit from women handling more in the house than they do, and this is like a, that's very generalized, but I think that's the way that it is in a lot of oh, relationships yeah. that there's just a lot of stuff that women are doing, and unfortunately, like why are you gonna? I don't think men are going to be the one to initiate the change on this because they're benefiting from it.
2: Well, I think, I think that's probably true, but I think, you know, every, and as we talk about this, I mean, we always say this, but we will acknowledge every marriage is so particular to the particular work situation that you're in. I mean, yeah, but, but I don't, I think more communication about how a household runs as opposed to less will benefit any woman. Whether she's a stay at home, you know, stay at home working mom or a working mom that comes home to a second shift. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so funny is for so long, not funny, not funny at all, but for so long it's been referred to women coming home to the second shift of having a whole nother job once they get home from their first job. Well, if that's the case, which I do think it is, why haven't we been treating that like a workplace? Yeah. With the kind of communication that we would demand of any workplace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I like the idea too of everybody gets to be incompetent at some things. Yeah. Like you can, you can, you know, Marjorie, like you didn't like to cook. Okay, great. You know, I mean, using each other's strengths is also another thing that is what happens in the workplace. Looking at what do certain people do well and what do certain people thrive and enjoy doing? Let's have them doing those things. That's part of good management. So like, let's look at that in our household as well, so that everybody feels like, you know, we're a team. We're like a right. moving organism that's a team that's working together, not one person drowning and the other one's like occasionally throwing a lifeline, being like, oh, mom's losing it today. Maybe we should do one thing to help her. Like, that's, that's, that's not the solution.
2: Well, and the, I, I try not to give a lot of advice because I think every house is so particular to itself. But I will tell you, you know, if, they, if laundry – laundry is a big deal, obviously – but, if there's going to be a day where everybody's going to talk about how does this family do their laundry, because everybody does laundry differently,
0: mm-hmm.
2: every child should be in on that discussion. Bernie, Franklin and Heathcliff should all be right there in that discussion. <laughs> and the one thing that that I did with my kids, and i I am proud of this, is they worked hard to keep the house running as well. yeah, that was always a part of their job and my children know how to do laundry they know how to cook they're very self sufficient in that way there was never a time where they didn't feel and maybe this is a good thing maybe it's a bad thing maybe they've talked to therapists about it but there was <laughs> never a time where they didn't feel the burden of the house stuff had to get done yeah you know they they were they were and they were scrubbing the porches we had three huge porches when we lived in atlanta on the front of our house and those boys at a very young age had their own bucket and their own rags and they were in charge of scrubbing the porches and my mom thought i was horrible for doing it but it's like if they can why aren't they yeah and i think that's yeah. how you that's how you teach boys <laughs> they've got to be a part of maintaining that house and kids can scrub floors and it's okay for them to do that mm-hmm. you know so
0: it's good anyway. stuff marjorie well yes. listen now you know it. Now you name it, and then you can figure out how to make it work. If you make a list of everything in your household, guys, I would love to know about it. So send me a note. Let me know. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts.
2: Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest. We are the podcast that brings you home.
1: To be your best every day.